This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos, 630 Chad. All right, thanks for tuning in tonight. They're about to kick off in Regina, the much maligned Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Colton, did you hear that phone call? Uh, I did not. I told you you won't need the headphones, but put those on. Okay. This is a snippet. I'll I'll leave our mics on while you listen to this. Colton Pareko from the St. Louis Blues is in CO. This is 30 seconds of a four-minute phone call after the Riders lost to Montreal on Saturday. Not only are we getting burned defensively by Deron Carter, who claims to be the best player in the league last week, but we're getting hurt offensively because that's where he's most effective. You're not just hurting our defense, you're hurting our offense. And I don't know what was more disgusting by TSN, having Glenn Suter talk about leaving Brandon Bridge in or watching a 15-second close-up of Mike Sherman's gut trying to take off his freaking mic at the end of the game. That was embarrassing, Ballsy. I'm disgusted right now. Hey, you're loving that, eh? Oh, that, that's, that's a classic. <laughs> You got any friends who are Riders fans? Uh, not off the top of my head, no. I mean, maybe uh, Schwartzy from Saskatchewan, oh, but he's got to be a he's got to be a Riders fan. Uh, well, when I could see the from growing up in uh, growing up in Saint Albert, you you know the the passion. That's too funny. Uh, all right, uh, Travis says I want to tell Colton watching him and Nuge and McDavid play at the Worlds was exciting. How'd you like that, going to the Worlds? I mean, you would have sooner been going deep into the... Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's kind of one of those hit-or-miss things. Obviously, you want to continue on with, with your team in, in the NHL, but getting the opportunity to do that is, is pretty cool. Obviously, first, you got to wear the Maple Leaf, and um, you got to go play with a bunch of great guys, and you got to learn from different coaches, different players. and um, Then you best part also is you got to go to Europe and kind of travel the world a little bit. And so um, I didn't do a lot of traveling growing up, so getting to go over there is pretty pretty cool to me and i enjoy going over there and my brother got the opportunity to come in as well oh, so good. i mean just overall it was it was a, a fun tournament it, it was enjoyable uh obviously not the result we were nearly looking for but yeah. um that's kind of how it rolls what, what was it uh i mean are the games oh like are, are the games as intense as the nhl can you match that once you get into it over there does it ebb and flow a little bit more uh yeah, it's just a little different, uh, just based on. I wouldn't say it's as intense, or, um, but it is fast because those Europeans know how to skate and they use that big ice right. very well. Um, they move the puck around on the big ice extremely quick, and um, but you do have a lot of a lot of NHL players over there. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. plays a national National Hockey League kind of game, um, but yeah, it's it's different, I guess. 
Different Tra- hockey. Travis also says, what's your most uh, memorable thing about being in the NHL so far? Well, that's a good one. Oh, that is a very good one. There's been a lot of a lot of cool things. Um, I don't know. I think the Winter Classic we had was pretty cool. Oh, nice. Um, I mean, that was in Bush Stadium in St. Louis. Was That was neat. Um, most memorable thing. I mean, that's kind of the first thing that pops up on my first NHL game, obviously. Um, first NHL goal is cool. Uh, Who was that against? Calgary. I believe it was my fourth game. It was before or right after playing Edmonton. I can't remember. And didn't uh, you get two in that game? I did. Yeah. 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 Kind of funny. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just my fourth NHL game. And do you have the like, puck from your first goal? Yeah, I do. Yeah. They put. They actually made like this little, this little arch because I mean St. Louis is known for our monumental arch I guess so they kind of like put this plaque with an arch on it and kind of sits with my puck and kind of has the date and now is that at who, the parents house or at your place no it's in St. Louis yeah so they uh well they gave it to me in St. Louis so I just decided to keep it there it's kind of it has I guess it's glass so I didn't I don't know don't really want to break it what's the you know the football team left yeah the NFL team left a couple of years so what's the sports <laughs> landscape like in terms of coverage and attention and fandom and all that it's good it's kind of a duo between the, the cards and us mm-hmm. I know there was talk about getting uh, MLS I believe mm-hmm. in St. Louis but uh, for now it's kind of just just us right now and it's good uh, we have a good relationship from my understanding from uh, player perspective but um, it just seems like we always partner a lot and do different things together so uh, every year we kind of have a blues blues night at the Cardinal Stadium they do a Cardinals theme night with us and uh, I don't know just little things like that it's it's cool incredibly successful baseball franchise yes, obviously 100%. one of the one of the best all time uh, Joshua says I don't know you might know who this is <laughs> hey Colton I'm friends with Travis Awanek I know you are too uh, you might know him better than me. He's a beauty, as you know. <laughs> what has he helped you with during your career? Also, are you a sushi lover like him? Ha! Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you must know him pretty well. Uh, and I'm going to try to figure out who Joshua is. But uh, no, he's he's obviously a, a friend of mine that we grew up together and went to junior high together in high school and uh, obviously played hockey together. So uh, just one of those bonds where you, you grow up together and spend a lot of time together and you you become good friends and um he's obviously been a good friend of mine for a long time and uh we spent a long a lot of time together and uh he's he's been a good friend um it's been fun but he is a sushi lover yes i believe uh, just to finish that one off <laughs> all right and you're not you're are you more of a uh steak and potatoes guy or what yeah a lot are of you steak the and barbecue potatoes. now in st louis uh, yeah oh man the barbecue is unbelievable in st louis if you ever go there if anyone is listening and ever goes they definitely should try it um and then but yeah, steak and potatoes. But I do like sushi as well. I pre- I'll eat a lot. I eat just, anything. Well, how much? How, because I mean, look, we we know you're a big guy. You're working out every morning. Yeah. Are you one of those guys like you're eating all day, or how do you approach your nutrition? Yeah, pretty much a kind of a schedule, I guess per se. And in the morning, I'd wake up, have my breakfast, and then do my workout. And after workout, I'll eat again, and then probably eat a small snack before dinner. And then I have dinner and maybe a light snack before bed. And, my poor mom when I come home. Because <laughs> you stayed with your parents in the yeah, summer. So yeah. she, she's helping you keep, keep fed. Yeah. That never goes away for my oh. hey, My mom still helps me keep fed, yeah, too. It's awesome. She, she's <laughs> See, always that, keep me that's, fed. That's the, that's the, that's the one, one of the things that I think sometimes we as fans and media people forget about the, the dedication 
of of pro athletes like you're you're totally right in the middle of your off season but you still have like scheduled meals yeah like if you to told extent, me for sure. if you told me that okay reed here's your scheduled meals i'd be like oh yeah i'll do that plus i'm gonna eat whatever i want but <laughs> you, you, you gotta be a little more careful yeah uh, yeah yeah i gotta kind of watch what i'm i'm bringing in obviously um especially in the off season in season you're burning a ton of calories you practice every day or play and but yeah in off season a good chance to kind of regroup and kind of recharge everything so you want to make sure you you uh kind of do it the right way what's your weakness with food where you you gotta find yourself stopping yourself oh, from buying uh, or reaching for in the cupboard that's a good one there's these candies called high chews they're like these fruit gummy things they're unbelievable uh those are probably my biggest things i uh, i can have like five to ten of those high chews yeah there you go now we know what uh you know, like Marshawn Lynch had the Skittles thrown yeah, at him. Yeah, one the, Seahawks game. These, yeah, oh, yeah. Next time you have a big game in St. Louis, fans, <laughs> when you <laughs> get introduced as one of the three stars, they could throw the high choose. You know, I haven't even this. seen any high choose in St. Louis. <laughs> I, I have only seen them here at my house. So I guess only in the summers. Remember when Lazar or when my mom up, brings them down? To when your mom gets up. <laughs> Remember when Lazar picked up the burger and ate it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would you do that? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I don't think I would either. <laughs> All right. Here's my last one. And Colton, thanks for coming in. Be no, so not a I know awesome. you're going to play hockey tonight. Um, give me why St. Louis is going to bounce back and get in this year. Uh, we have arguably, uh, I believe, one of the best teams in the league. Um, we, I don't know where to really start. We obviously picked up some good players here in the off season, and then um, those were all forwards. And I definitely like our decor. And um, we have, we just have a good group that that bonds together well. And I think that that's one of the biggest things is, and most important things is that we have a group that that uh, likes likes to kind of be at the rink and gel together and. Um, we we have a team that that's been successful in the past years too and we understand kind of what it takes to to get to the playoffs and um what it what it takes to go deep um i was fortunate enough to go to uh the semifinals, the western conference finals in my first year and um it's it's tough and uh it's it's one of those things that you you want to get back to obviously and get further further into uh, the playoffs so go all the way so um i just think that if you look at our team we we have a good team and we have a lot of a lot of pieces that are are effective and that can contribute and uh each and every night and that's that's exciting and um i mean i don't know where to really go with that but i'm i'm look, i'm looking forward to it it's kind of already getting the itch to get back it's been a while right. and uh, I'm, I'm it's gonna be fun. yeah it's a longer off season i know you yeah. went to worlds but yeah it's a still bit, is. bit of a yeah. gap i mean vegas and washington were still playing a month ago i know it's <laughs> and, crazy and for if you're not in the playoffs it ended yeah. you know three months ago, exactly basically. yeah colton thanks for coming in it was uh, great to meet you in person yeah. continued success with the st louis blues uh, i know you know fans are, uh, are proud of what you're doing they don't want you to do too well <laughs> when you play the team with the oil drop but yeah. other than that keep rolling buddy no, thanks for coming thanks in. for having me it's been a lot of fun and i appreciate you for uh inviting me out right on inside sports on Chet. For breaking news and expert opinion, Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. Well, that was great to have Colton Pareko in studio doing well with the St. Louis Blues. And I, so I, I appreciate everybody on the text line when I said, look, I can't ask him to come play for the Oilers, which prompted more people to text and saying, hey, Reed, ask him if he's ever going to play for the Oilers. As he said, four years left on the, uh, his contract. I don't think there was much to uh, trade rumors. 
that were flying around there. Well, this was several weeks ago already that that he might uh, be sent to the Oilers. I think the St. Louis Blues are pretty happy with Colton Pareko. Why wouldn't they be? Hamilton and Saskatchewan approaching the halfway point of the first quarter and uh, just an incomplete pass by Hamilton on second and two from the Saskatchewan four, so likely a field goal coming up. We have another special guest in studio from uh, Oilers Nation. It is one of the... uh, Chief bloggers over there. Is that what your title? I don't even know what your job is. I've known you several years. I don't know your job title, but it's bag milk. I don't really know my job either. How about having me following Colton Pareko? Huge man. Well, it's a bit of a downer in, in athleticism. <laughs> a huge uh, man walking out here. He just wrapped his <laughs> mitt around my hand like, holy. Yeah, they're big guys. You don't, you don't really realize it. I mean, you do, but when you meet them in, in person. And one of the things I always uh, am, am uh, amused by is... Uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't watch the CFL because the players are so small. I'm like, go stand by Mike Riley. If you see Mike Riley in public, go stand by. The guys in the CFL are huge. The guys in the NFL are giants. That's that's the difference. Like it's not like the guys in the CFL are small; they're just not quite giants. Even just we, your average NHL player oh, is yeah. generally bigger than most of us. Yes, I've sat Taller, close to the thicker, ice. Yeah. I've sat close to the ice enough times to look at them and go, oh, wow, you're a big man. Yeah. And I'm just a little tiny man. And Colton, his meals are like down to the second. Sorry? Yeah, like his meals are planned all day. Wow. So he knows what he's eating and what he's working out and all that stuff. And I wish I knew what I was eating. Mom's helping, helping feed him all summer. It's incredible. It is incredible. Thanks for coming in. Hey, for you, anything, Pat. Uh, obviously, uh, Oilers Nation are uh, really... Uh, you, guys, you guys do a lot of great work, I should say, besides giving people another forum to talk about the Oilers and write stuff and sometimes take different angles. Uh, I, I'm going to play some audio here from a show, uh, a, show that's, <laughs> a show that's on earlier in the day here on 6.30 Chat. Go ahead. Now, here's my message to Bag Milk. If you're going to take yourself seriously, Bag Milk, go with your real name. Yeah, well, they're, they're a fun sight, so it's okay care. in that instance, I think. you got to take me seriously, man. My stuff matters. It's bag milk. No, bag milk. Go with your real name. Say who you are. Don't hide behind that. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's a super intelligent guy. I've occasionally oh, read his is, stuff. Yeah. Go with your name. All right. It's a popular site, so good for him. I mean, they're making money off it. Yes, it's they are. <laughs> okay, thanks for that. You're cheerleading for them. No, no, I just I enjoy reading some of the stuff. All right, uh, you know, there you go. I I enjoy reading their stuff too. But if you're going to quote other people in the business, you might want to use your own name. Just food for thought. You know, I was talking about the show the other day. Boy, this bag melt threw out a real good idea on a trade front. All right, so that's a host that's on the on earlier uh, in the day here on six thirty chat. I'm sure I'm sure people know. But let let me ask you that seriously, because. Your your website have a, has a significant following. You have a significant following. So at this point, why not? And look, I, I personally don't care either way. I, I know actually I don't know your real last name oddly enough. <laughs> um, but like at this point, why not use your real name? Would it not sound different to say, you know, I'm John Shashevsky and that's who I am. I am John Shashevsky. <laughs> Son of Mike Shashevsky, Duke coach. Yes. <laughs> Moved to Edmonton to blog about hockey. No, well, let me a- let me answer your question with a question. Yes. K Days is coming up. Yes. Every year. This, you're deflecting now. No, no, no. I got a point here. I got a point here. <laughs> K Days is coming up. Why you're do- not an amusement park. <laughs> Why do they not have O'Shea Jackson on their posters? And I'll tell you why. Because nobody cares about O'Shea Jackson. Who's O'Shea Jackson? Ice Cube. 
Oh, that's Ice Cube? It's branding, man. It's all branding. The thing is, I respect Bob a lot. What he does is great. But I think there's a very large generational divide between us. I came up in the kind of, you can do whatever you want, and as long as you're entertaining and you've got a message, then it doesn't matter what you call yourself. Nobody cares about Calvin Brodus, but they do care about that's, Snoop Dogg. That's uh, Jay-Z. That's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, that's what I meant. Exactly. So that's, you know, it's just brand. What about Vincent Fernier? Who is Vincent Fernier? Alice Cooper. Oh, there I you go. I had to throw See? one in for my generation. See? And we're on the same page here, Reed. I don't think me, me and Bob are on the same page. It's fine. I think it's funny at this point because it's kind of turned into a meme in itself. Right. It's a it's a who is bag milk. It's a Banksy man behind the curtain. Kind yeah, and of you thing. don't walk around with a mask or no. not make public appearances. No, like, no, no. There's no, an like, Oilers Nation thing. Whether you guys do something at the pint or you go do something, you don't try to hide. What I would say is, Bob, if you want to meet, you are invited to any of the multiple <laughs> events that we throw every year, and All I would right. gladly buy you no, a you're beer. Just trolling, Bob. I'm not trolling, Bob. I like Bob. You got good stuff, Bob. Come, right, come so, visit. So us. you just so no, no. Look, I'm having fun with Bob as I do, and we're having fun. But I, I, my question was serious. So you just don't, you just don't think it's important necessarily. Not anymore. Think it's relevant to what you're doing. Not anymore. Yeah. It's 2018. Nobody cares. As long as you're entertaining, as long as you've got a message, as long as you can convey that message in a way that people like, then it doesn't matter what your name is. I could call myself Turd Ferguson, which I do. That's a great name. On occasion, and people would still be into it so long as I entertain them. And you know what? It, that's what I do, and I do it well. Well, <laughs> no there. well what do you think of that? That was a good answer, how, wasn't no, it? How did you come up, though, with bag milk? Like, at some point, you're in your embryonic blogger stage. Well, you know what it was? <laughs> I was about 19 years old. I started blogging with my boyfriend, G-Shorts. Right. We started Jean Shorts and Bag Milk. It was a website, and we came up and with was the it, idea. Was it a sports website, or was it anything? No, it was, it was a little bit of sports, a lot of pop culture, okay. whatever we want to talk about. So when we decided to do it, we thought it would be funny to think of the most ridiculous pseudonyms we could possibly think of. Okay. I mean, we're 19 years old, 20 years old. And you're just doing this for fun at this Just point. for fun. Never we didn't it was make... actually going to become your job. Never in a million years. So if I had known, fast forward to a guy in his 30s sitting here talking to Reed Wilkins, I probably would have thought of something cooler. Maybe it would have like gone with Turbo, so lifted something from American Gladiators. <laughs> you know what I mean? I never expected it to turn into a job. So, so, so then Oilers Nation uh, hired you. Yes. Or what did it start as the Ryan Smith site? It did, yeah. Bring Ryan, bringsmittyhome.com is the original site. Well, wasn't it when he was traded? That's right, yeah. Or, okay. So he got traded to the Islanders. Oh, and then that summer to bring him home. Yeah, that, exactly. Okay, I thought it started to keep him here, so it started after that. He should have never left, but that's another story. Right, fair, right, right. Okay, so then so then the, the Oilers Nation guys wanted to hire you. Yes. And then did, did they tell you to keep the pseudonym? Of course. Okay. Nobody cares about Jeff Stevenson or whatever you call Which is not your name, before. by the way. No, it's not. Nobody cares about Jeff Stevenson. They wanted bag milk. I had a little bit of a following. I had a little bit of a social following at that point. That's what they wanted. It's it's Terry Balea. Nobody wants Terry Balea. Hulk Hogan. Exactly. I knew that one. You're just trying to test me now. See? How many, how many I know? I'm, See? I'm one for three. We're on the same page here, Reed. There's no way I would have known the uh, the hip-hop guys. Well, it's just kind of the, like I said, at this point in 2018 on the internet, you can be successful, you can have a message, and you can entertain people. And it doesn't matter what you call yourself. And also, a guy calling himself bag milk on the internet, I don't take myself seriously. I no, think what you do, though, because you write, you write cr- critical stuff, sure. positive stuff. Well, by critical, I don't just mean bad. You write observational stuff about the Oilers. So you sure. want that to be taken seriously. 
Yeah, yes and no. I mean, I would be <laughs> saying the same thing if if you and I were having a beer, I would be saying the exact same thing. The only oh, I difference know that. is I have a platform to do it from and I got to scream to a, you know, millions of people a month. Oh, I see what you're saying, that your message wouldn't your thoughts on the team wouldn't change Never regardless of, uh, of what you're doing. Okay. Uh, you can text 63630. Bag Milk is here. We will not reveal his uh, real name tonight. <laughs> it's Chris Jones. He's named after the coach of the Rough Riders. No, it is. David Beckham, because I'm equally handsome. Can you imagine if your name was David Beckham? Then you'd have to change your name. I think you'd If have you to. started writing or something like that. 100%. Uh, in, in all seriousness, uh, you guys did some great stuff for Humboldt. Yeah. In, in, in the wake of that tragedy, so I, I do want to uh, get the lowdown on how that uh, went down and how you guys want to help. I want to ask you about the whole beat fiasco. Of course. Because that actually blew my mind. That actually upset me. It turned into a thing. I was actually concerned. You text me a lot about it. Well, it was concerning to you me. You said, are you okay? And I was trying to provide occasions. good recipes with beets, and you'd laugh them all off, and some of them were legitimately good. You were also, there was a lot of concern. You were like a caring, uh, I wouldn't say parent, because I don't think you cared that much, but definitely a cousin. Like a cousin, you know? You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chan. Really appreciate you tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad Bag Milk from Oilers Nation is in studio. Hamilton leads Saskatchewan 3-0 late in the first quarter. You heard that phone call from Sheldon, eh? I did. That was great. That was, that was Fired up. I love that. That's, yeah. That's sports, though. And that That's was a, good that sports. That was a snippet of it. Was that a voicemail or what was that? No, that was a call into the Riders post game so on good. Saturday because I know you don't you don't well you follow Eskimos. I don't know if you follow the rest of the CFL. Yeah, a little bit. But the but Riders you know lost shockingly to Montreal. It was not pretty. That's what sports is, though. Getting you fired up, getting passionate. Yeah, I love it's it. raw emotion, and I've I've just come to the conclusion where, and I think maybe earlier in my career I would have been reluctant to say this, but now I just say it because I I don't mean it as an insult, because I it, to some extent I group myself in with this. When you watch sports, you turn into an idiot. Of course. Like, I mean, we. Like, there's we, no other way to put it. We built there's a giant no, website no of idiots to, to talk about sports. <laughs> but I mean, you know what I mean? Like, when you're. What I, what, I, what I mean, I don't mean idiot. I mean, when you, when you watch sports and become a fan, the rational part of your brain goes away. Like, 100%. I, I, last year, uh, I got an email. From a, from a lawyer about something uh, Oilers related. And like he used his work email with his signature. And I looked the guy up and he's been like a practicing lawyer for like 30 years. And I was like, what? Like, how are you a lawyer when this is this is how you communicate? But, but, but it was because about sports, something different comes out of people. Because most people you would, you speak to, like I always joke about my mom. Like she's like, oh, would you... Would you like some more pierogies? I'm just going to make uh, three tons of homemade dog food for the dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah, Mom, you watching the Riders game? I hate them. I'll destroy Saskatchewan. I love it. it. Like you said, the irrational part of your mind just goes out the window. Last year during the playoffs, 
I wore the same hoodie to every single Oilers playoff game party that we threw. There's no reason for that, but I thought it was going to give us some kind of magical winning formula. You never know. I was a kook. I love it. That's the best part about sports. Because you know what, to your point about the lawyer, sometimes we have people in the comment section at The Nation that just go bonkers, that say the most absurd things, so I'll check out their email address. One time I had a partner at like an engineering firm kind of thing, and he was going off. I was like, this guy is like a successful dude. Yeah. He's going off the rails, and he is saying some absurd yeah, things. because you're thinking like, how do you function if you, but then you realize, well, he's totally different at work. Yeah, it's sports. Yeah. It's the best. You know what the most beautiful thing about sports is? Go ahead. The purity of the Olympics. Yes, I love the purity of the Olympics. Uh, in all seriousness, some, something horrible happened uh, in, in the sporting world about three months ago. The Humboldt bus, bus crash and Oilers Nation mobilized uh, to do what you guys could. I know we talked briefly about it one night as you were in the middle of organizing it. Bagmill, can you go through sort of what happened with that, how you, um, and look, any, any, any sort of help sort of, pales to, to, to what happened, but how did you you guys do your little uh, corner of the world help there? Yeah, so it was the Friday night when we all found out something happened, and uh, like everybody, we thought that we had to do something. Um, like you said, money never brings back anybody. Money doesn't solve what happened, but we figured that we have a very large audience. We have a very large platform, and we need to do some kind of good. So we launched a Humboldt tribute tee with 100% of the of, of the proceeds going to the charity that they set up through the GoFundMe. So we were expecting to, you know, maybe 500 shirts, and we could donate 10 grand, something like that, which would be great. There's There's no shame in donating that much money. We would have been very thrilled with that. But what happened was something miraculous in the sense that our community got involved sharing it on all their social platforms telling friends to share it and then eventually what happened is we sold you know i think it was over seven thousand shirts we ended up donating one hundred forty thousand dollars one hundred forty thousand dollars to the uh the gofundme page which was something that we never would have expected in a million years and it was a credit to the community a credit to how passionate they felt about trying to help in any way possible and we were proud to do it. It wasn't something that um, we would have been fine to if nobody knew it was us that did mm. it, but we had to use the platform that we had to get the message out there and get these shirts out there. And then even after the shirts were sold, we relied on the community to help us ship them as well, which was another amazing undertaking by so many great volunteers that came and helped us and just really were patient with how the process was working. Because in, in reality, the nation here in Edmonton, there's seven of us in the office full-time. Mm-hmm. Right. 7,000 shirts among seven of us is just crazy. So we really needed the community to come and help us, and they did that. And we're very grateful, and we were happy to help in even a small way. Well, uh, thanks for telling that story, and good for you guys for doing that. And I know you guys have done other important stuff like that, and you try to reach out. And, 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 I mean, to me, that's an important thing. And, I mean, you know, you know, Ched, we do Santa's Anonymous, and so that, and, and you guys do the Humboldt thing. 
And that's what's really important to me. I mean, obviously, hey, we're gonna we love talking about the Oilers and sports, but when things like that happen, to me, that's really memorable and that's really important. So good for you. Good there for is you a there's that. a lot bigger thing going on than sports there, and we were just happy yeah. to be a part of it. But for us, it's very important to be involved in the community that's given us so much. So every event we do has always got a charity component. It's a core value of our company, and we're we're happy to do it. We're thrilled to do it, and it's we feel it's we owe it to the community to give back in some way. No, no speaking of your company, company to transition a little bit the 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 nation it's what it's the nation network the nation network i mean you guys have launched a series of these blogging sites and fan interaction for the for the message is is it a message port do they still use that term i mean i guess you could call it that sure or the comments or whatever but it's it's another it's another way for people to talk about their team right like you guys have expanded to other markets yeah we've got uh, 11 sites in the network is uh, across the country um we've also got resource sites we've got hockey fights we've got nhl numbers we've partnered with some monster websites as well to serve them with content like elite prospects is a close partner of ours mm-hmm. um so it's important to us to widen the reach and most of all to give a fan perspective on the game right a lot of times i think that fans kind of get left out in what gets put out there so we want to give a voice. So I get emails all the time. Hey, man, you should write about this. Or in the comment section, hey, here's an idea for something, and we'll spin it in something else. So it's all about being for fans, by fans, and that's why it's successful, because we give normal people, idiots that call themselves bag milk on the Internet, a voice <laughs> to say something. That's great. Uh, now, how many markets are you in now? We're all across Canada. The only sites we don't have in Canada is Montreal because it's it's really hard to find bilingual bloggers. Okay. Canadians. So are you on guys have what? Is it all is it all called like blank nation? If we could get it, in some cases like Canucks Army in Vancouver, we couldn't get Canucks Nation. It was already. Okay, but thin. but all these are owned by Edmonton guys. That's right. The right. our head office is based right here in Edmonton. So that's that's crazy. Like this team that everybody hates, and let's face it, have made fun of for recent years, a lot of times justifiably <laughs> so, but. It's it's those Oilers fans who have given this voice to all these other uh, fan bases. But that's the beauty Leafs of the nation. Leafs Nation is you guys. Leafs Nation is us as well. I but mean, that's it's the... not you guys, but it's the ownership is the same. Yeah, I mean, we look at them. I stare at them with a stink eye from across the internet. <laughs> but what it is is we just... They're really happy right now. You just, uh, you, you nailed it. People make fun of the Oilers for, I mean, there's a laundry list of reasons. Well, to when make you've fun been of the bad Oilers. that long, you've been bad that long. What but else, nobody what else makes say? fun of them more than we do, and nobody makes fun of ourselves more than we do. And you know what? You can say the Oilers suck, and we'll say, yeah, okay, maybe they do, but we love them anyway, and we will love them unconditionally, no matter what, and we will continue to love them. And that's what makes the nation what it is. You can text 63630. By the way, it, it, I had a lot of texts for Colton Pareko, who was kind enough to join us in studio. If I didn't get around to reading yours, I'm sorry. He was great answering uh, answering those. He was a lot of fun to have in studio. Hey, Bagged Milk, why don't you guys come eat at the Commodore every week anymore? Whoa, oh, I love the Commodore. We used to go there every week for our team meetings on uh, Tuesday morning. I love that place. Go eat at the Commodore. Great breakfast. Hello, Reed. At this point, even if Bag Milk told me his name, I would only know him as Bag Milk and address him as such, even <laughs> though I haven't had the opportunity to meet the little fella yet. Come to why, an event. Why I'd are be... you assuming he's a little fella? I am a tiny guy, though. I'm not that big. <laughs> Come to an event. I'd be happy to meet you. We could have a drink if you're of age. If you're not of age, then we can, you know, enjoy a soda or something. <laughs> <laughs> a milkshake? Yeah, just something delightful.
Bag Milk, appreciate your article that featured Patrick Maroon mini golfing at West Ed with my daughter. Thanks for the kind words. That's a text to 63630. That was a great story. I loved everything about that story. The fact that the teacher reached out through Twitter and Pat Maroon took time out of his day to not just say hi to the girl, but golfed with her. Everything about that was great. And that's what, you know what, that's the kind of story that's going to touch that girl for the rest of her life. She'll carry that forward forever. And Pat Maroon gave up, what, 90 minutes of his time or something like that? It's beautiful. Bring Patty home. Uh, I don't think he's coming back. I wish he was, though. I don't think he is. I know. Just telling you. <laughs> we got no I'm not space. Trying to, not trying to depress you. They got no space. But they got a Koskinen, so that's good. Well, is there... Okay, let's say there was more space for Maroon. Do they? Are they? Would they still pay him what he's probably asking? And do you want to pay a guy coming off back surgery, whatever he might be asking? That would that would be my counter. To what that. do you think he's asking for, though? Like, where do you think he's at? He was oh, at one point five. I think. I think probably in the fall when they were flirting with renegate renegotiation, he was probably asking for four by four. Oh, the old uh, Chris Russell uh, special. Oh yeah, that's right. Why yeah. not? I mean, if this is kind of, he's a, what, a 30-year-old guy? Probably looking for one of, arguably, his last big contracts. So go get yep. your money, Maroon. You deserve yep. it. And and look, I, I love Maroon. And when he signs, I'll try to get him on the show. But he, it's five days in and he hasn't signed. Yeah. So it's not, this, that's one of those things that's just like, when, well, why didn't the Oilers bring Derek Roy back? Well, nobody in the NHL brought Derek Roy back, right? That's always the counter to that. What did you think of Yakko into Russia? Were you surprised, or no, was it one I'm of those ones? No, not surprised at all. He, look, he can't do it. I, I'm sorry. Like I watched him enough. I hoped he could do it. He just doesn't play the way coaches want him to play. I got a text. Uh, when did he sign? Yesterday or whatever it was. Yeah. Or I got a text from a scout I know, and he just said, "Yak, dot dot dot, told you so." Because he was telling us, you know, after his rookie season, 17 goals in the abbreviated season, that the Oilers should trade yeah. him because he can't do it. So we were like, "You're crazy, man! This kid's gonna go." Yeah, well, I wouldn't have thought that after. Yeah, after he his was. Uh, yeah, he rubbed it in. And then, and then Roy gave him that little bit of life, and then you wondered McClellan with that, and he just never. He just he always to me, and again, like I always say, it's easy for me to say watching on TV. You're sitting up top, but I mean, I you know, Rob and I watch the games together. And Rob kind of lost hope in him after a while, too. Yak always seemed to do the opposite thing when he had the puck. Hey, there's a lane to the net. Drive to the net. Oh, 30-foot weak wrist shot. And then it's like, oh, hey, you're set, set up for your one time. No, stop the puck and drive to the net against two yeah. guys and lose it. Like, he just always seemed to make the wrong decision. I don't know if he just got rattled or, or never had it. Because most people... He was the consensus guy. Say what you want. Weak draft. Yeah, let's not Truba, pretend. Forsberg. At yeah, the time, yeah. nobody was saying take Philip Forsberg. I got the right year, right? Yeah. Philip yeah, yeah. Truba, Forsberg. Hampus Lindholm was in there. Uh, you know, if Galchenyuk's healthy in his draft year, who knows? Maybe. Maybe they could have taken Reinhardt at no- number one instead of trading a first and second. Well, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bag Milk is in studio from Oilers Nation, OilersNation.com. Uh, you can text 63630. We'll uh, keep going right to the top of the hour. Isn't this exciting? Inside Sports on Chad. You're listening to 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. All right, 
nothing. Hamilton leading Saskatchewan. Second quarter CFL action tonight. Your Edmonton Eskimos will play at Toronto on Saturday, two o'clock for the countdown to kickoff. Three thirty for the actual kickoff. Morley Scott will light that rocket from Toronto. He and Dave Campbell flew out there today. Blake Dermott is going to watch the game in Hawaii and uh, do his stuff from there. That must be in the middle of the night, though. I don't know how time zones work, but I assume that would be quite would early. Hawaii would be if it's 3.30. I don't even know how far Hawaii is. No, it would be if the game starts at 3.30 here, wouldn't it be like probably 9 in Hawaii? I don't know. They're way out in Hawaii, the middle of the ocean. Somebody text in and let us know. We don't know our geography that well. Somebody had also text in which Hawaii Five O TV series was better, <laughs> the original or the remake. Is it still going? It might still be I going. have no idea. I hope so. Because you know what? I appreciate people's dreams. Kellen, we will need the Hawaii Five O theme for the end of the show. Okay. If that exists on YouTube, which it probably does. I'm pretty sure the Hawaii Five O thing will uh, exist on YouTube. Uh, Alan says, Bagged Milk, uh, how do you go about monetizing your passion for writing? How do you continue to generate income? Okay, well, we don't have to get too deep into that, but you are you are employed by Oilers Nation to blog and do all the other stuff in the community that we talked about. I am literally doing my job as we speak here, Reid. So right, way- so whatever you do to talk about Oilers Nation... Long story short... Guy, to make it really quick, just to answer the question, when you have traffic the size that we do, right. people go approach you to advertise. And really, that's the long and short of it. Right. We get, you know, millions and millions of pages. You're like any other website. You want hits? You want ads? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So you ate beets. I did. 38 every time, times. Every time. Well, just tell the story. Does this actually, this actually irritates me. I, like I said. You like, were, it's upsetting me that you did this. You're a caring friend. Well, there, it's like it's so over the top. <laughs> well, so it started in early in the year. Nation Dan, he made a dumb bet where he's like, I'm not going to put pants on until the Oilers get to 500. At that point, they were one or two games Wait, under. Like not gaunch. Like no, he's, yeah, wearing he's wearing shorts, shorts all yeah. winter. Okay. Yeah, he was wearing he's not shorts. not walking around in his gaunch, no. thankfully. Yeah, he'd get arrested, and he should. Uh, so he decided to come up with that. I didn't want to leave a man solo. So I jumped in, and I said, I will eat a can of beets, a standard... 14-ounce can of beets every game they lose until they get to 500. Joke's on me. Never happened. Well, they got to 500 at Christmas. So I was like, oh, So you should have stopped at that point. But they weren't really at 500 because they were still two games. Oh, OTLs. you were doing winning percentage, yeah, not I was points doing, percentage. Yeah, I was doing OTLs. Those count to me. So I went all in on the Oilers. I thought they were... Here's the thing. I bought three cans of beets originally, thinking I was going to do this for like a week. People would laugh. They would forget about it. Last thing you know, the last game of the season, we're having an event at the Pint. It's April 7th against the Canucks, and it was like, it might have went to a shootout or something. It did go to a shootout because both Sedin shot. So every, I had a can of beets at the bar, and then when the Oilers scored to win it, the entire place erupted saying, no beets, no beets, and it was the best. And that's why I did it, Reed. When you would, you would text me saying, why are you doing this, you madman? It was because the interaction was great. Aggregate, like, you wouldn't believe it. I put together the totals of how many people, how many views those actually got when I did them for the So what would you do? You would would heat up the beets? What do you do with a can of beets? I did everything. You name it. I would just crack them open, pour them in a bowl, go that way. Some people would send in recipes. As I did on Twitter. You and did? I said did some good ones. You did. You we went to Martha Stewart. You were yes. digging through her like salad recipes. But no, I would just I was a purist. Reed, I would just go right into the can, power through, and I did it thirty eight times by the time. This, I started. Did this affect your health? 
or your nutrition level in oh, any way? I don't want to be gross on the radio because we're not well, on podcast. Well, you can, you can. Let me just say I could uh, it down. schedule my business. All right. <laughs> I could schedule well, it good, by though. a watch. Well, that's good. Yeah, like the game would end at ten thirty or whatever. Regularity is important. Well, it was regular to a fault. Oh, okay. By about midnight, the guts are rolling. Oh, that quickly. Oh, yeah, because you know what? I don't think people are expected to eat full cans of beets. No, in total, my boy Matt Henderson. They're a side dish, not a, not an entree. Yeah, my boy Matt Henderson did the math on it because I'm bad at math, and it turned out to be about like 15, 16 kilos overall over the course of the season. <laughs> that's or something. incredible. There are babas who are just like, that's too many beets. So now you're gonna eat beets every time the Oilers lose this year. That's right. Because going back to my point of why I was doing it, eventually the sales staff came to me and they're like, hey, there are a lot of people are watching this video. It's like, how many? So over the course of the year, <laughs> That's great. more than 100,000 people watched me do this. So the show but goes on. you did on. it without showing your face. Well, yeah, but you know what? I turned it into a Q&A. I did a live broadcast. I took questions. <laughs> That's amazing. And we had a lot of fun with it. It turned into a great experience. I mean, not so for me, because I was eating them. Okay, so if the Oilers lose their first game in Sweden... Beats it is. If they win that game and then lose, who do they come back and play? Boston? So this year I'm, I'm stepping it up. Oh, my God. I love the Oilers. Now you're just going to – I'm just going to be upset all year now. Well, I'm going to get you upset right now so you have the whole summer to kind of prepare yourself. <laughs> I'm stepping it up this year because people said, are you doing it again? And I said, yes, I will. I'm not doing it 500 this year. Every loss I'm eating beets. O- Every loss. loss? OTLs, normal loss. So they could make the playoffs – and you could still eat. Oh, sure. Because even the year they made the playoffs, there, there were still, what, 35 or 36 games they lost? Oh, yeah, that would be 35. Because I think down. just in, in terms of pure win-loss, wouldn't they have been 46 and 36? Something like that, yeah. sure. So I'm doing every, well, I can't, every loss. Well, I can't, I, I can't support this. Well, I look forward to... Like, the... I'll support you, <laughs> but I, it's like a parent saying, you know, I, I don't think you should, uh, you know, become a parachutist, but if that's your passion, go ahead. But I, I struggle with it. My passion is entertaining our fan base, and that's what I'm going to do. The shootout against uh, the Canucks, uh, Nugent Hopkins did not score. Daniel scored, increasing his career shootout success rate to 5 for 31. McDavid scored. Henrik did not score, ending his career 0 for 7 in shootouts. Really? Larry scored. Jokinen scored to prolong it. Leon scored. Edler did not. That was the end. Leon's my boy. Came through in the clutch. I needed him. I mean, I'm really surprised about uh, the Sedin's totals there. No, they weren't good in shootouts. It, that's just one of those things where it's just those guys are so good that you would think the number would be better than that. Well, Hall's not great in shootouts, right? I don't know what he did for New Jersey, but he was never, he was rarely one of the Oilers' top three. Yeah, I suppose. Right? They often went Gagne, Eberle, Nuge. Or you got like a guy Hendricks. like Matty Hendricks in there with the uh, with the, the one move that the goalie was knew was coming and still worked about half the it time. It was great. Because I guess the goalie's thinking like, oh, I don't want to be the one guy that just plays for the move, and then he does something else and and, and beats me. Do you All think right. Brodziak is the Hendricks? Is that why they brought Brodziak well, in this year? Well, okay, you know what I'm like? I, I hate saying, well, this guy is going to be this guy, because everybody's still different. Uh, Pareko spoke highly of Brodziak and, and his, his work ethic and his effect on his teammates, so I think that's positive. Um Brozjak's a better player than Hendricks. That's what's going to be remembered. That, that, that was always an interesting debate for me this past season. Will they miss Hendricks? Okay, fair enough. How many games would have he played? Because he was a healthy scratch, and I know he took the warm-up, and he kept guys focused, but there's a point where you have to play. You can't just be 
not the cheerleader, but you can't just be the positive vibe guy. There's a point where you have to contribute by playing. So that, that was always an interesting debate for me. To me, though... Rajak's going to play every game. Yeah, that's true. To me, though, they could have done Hendricks instead of maybe a Pacarina. Do you know what I mean? Because he yeah, didn't play every he's game. So, Pacarina's so, like, every year it's like, oh, are they going to bring him back? Oh, okay, they brought him back. Yeah, and that was my point. This year like, they finally didn't bring him back, right? And there we go. Hawaii 5 There it is. Beautiful. Hey, Bag Milk, thanks for coming in. It's great to see you. Thanks. By so the way, uh, his real name, Jim Germany. Jim Germany, coming at you. Do you know who that is? No, I Former no Eskimos idea. running back in the late 70s and early 80s. Jim Germany. If you had like, some name of some <laughs> His real name's John Short. See, that I thought, one I know. I thought his real name was tough. Warren Moon, but anyway. Uh, Hamilton leading Saskatchewan 4-0 halfway through the second quarter. Bag Milk came in tonight. Also thanks to Colton Pareko for coming in studio. I have another show tomorrow. I've planned nothing for it. So please tune in and find out who we wind up getting. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.